this is our third attempt and our last attempt and and starting record and then it'll cut out yeah so but we're just we're just gonna roll with it we also found out that christina's laptop (laughs) needs to have something happen maybe just an update we'll be fine we'll be fine we'll move on we're gonna breeze past all the technical difficulties (laughs) today hello everyone hello all five of you (laughs) we're back my name is back and i'm christina and this is paranormal unifora here we are yeah super excited we're gonna talk about haunted well cursed really where you have some haunted and cursed yeah haunted and cursed movie sets and movies just in general like kind of horror films but you know they're all horror right for the most part okay yeah mine are like cheesy horror well i have one that's not really horror (laughs) we're at nikki's house this time yeah nikki's cat yeah named yoshi yeah and he in his litter box is in this office and he's like looking at it like he may want to go scratching and let's just hope not okay we're gonna breeze past that too also breeze (laughs) (laughs) we have so many things to breeze past yeah all right so you have an update on the skinwalker you guys stories yes i have an update i took some little notes from what my mom said um let me get to them okay so the skinwalker story i told you guys that uh in the next episode we would i would update you on (laughs) i would update you on the uh my mom's skinwalker thing because i wasn't too sure on the details of that story that i told at the end of the last episode if you haven't listened to it um so you know how i said i hope that she was outside yeah well i know i said i hope she was in the camper yeah um and then you said well hopefully not for her sake yeah even better she wasn't in the house or in the camper she was fully outside she was fully outside by herself oh that's terrifying right (laughs) so so especially like because where nikki's mom's house is like there's a huge cliff drop off that mm-hmm. I always, whenever I stayed over there, was fearful that something was going to climb out of that canyon. Right. So her house is like right on the edge of yeah. the cliff. And you can just see into the dark abyss down there. Yeah. Like it's not really lit down there at all. Mm-mm, no, there's just a bunch of trees and stuff. So, so she was is... outside by herself, mm-hmm. not even inside of anywhere. And then she said that she heard it twice. Um, so the first time she heard it, she thought that... Um, it sounded like it was on the other side of the canyon. So, you know, her house is on the edge of the cliff. And then you can see the rim of the other side from her house. Right. And she said it sounded like it was on the other side of the canyon in the direction of my house. So, like I said, my mom wow. and I live in the same, like, canyon area. And so, she... That's the first time. And she stopped. <laughs> which I would never do. But she stopped. <laughs> And listen for it again. And then the second time she heard it, it sounded like it was still on the other side of the canyon, but like directly across from her house now at this point. So it had gotten closer the second mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. And then she went inside. Like, oh, well, I don't fucking blame her. She went to the camper. Yeah. <laughs> and an important thing to note, you guys, that I totally forgot about this. My experience was the night before Halloween and my mom's was the night of Halloween. Mm-hmm. So good old spooky time yeah isn't that crazy that is pretty crazy so those are my updates. i feel like though it being on a halloween 
there's more of a chance of somebody also like playing those noises to fuck with people in the canyon too though yeah but we don't have like trick-or-treaters out here yeah because this is like a gated community you have to like pay to get in yeah or like have like a resident pass or something like that no it's not like a trick-or-treating friendly thing yeah and mind you i heard it the night before so it wasn't on halloween and i heard it at like 3 a.m 4 a.m right 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 so i mean that could i guess discount it like or debunk it you know that yeah it was just Halloween. a tad but i feel like we have to play the devil's advocate on a lot yeah. of these stories too because if we just take them all at face value and be like that's fucking haunted mm-hmm. then people are gonna be like okay these two bitches yeah that's true and roll their eyes <laughs> yeah <laughs> every time we say let's go a story yeah so i just want to put the devil's advocate yeah little notes out there so anyway that's my skinwalker story update for my mom's point um just a few things yeah she was literally outside well and she hung around. I'm glad that she went inside after all that, though. Yeah. Well, I mean, mm-hmm. granted, it wasn't like right next to her house, so. No, I would see because when I heard it, it sounded like it was. By the time I heard it, like the third or fourth time, it was like right by my house. Yeah. No, fuck that. Yeah. Today, haunted, cursed movie sets. Mm-hmm. So this one isn't really haunted as much of cursed, but it's based off of a haunted movie like a haunted location this movie was based off of so you know it kind of like fits into both little titles we give this podcast here yeah so this one i did over the shining so the shining is popular movie you know so a little synopsis of the shining in case anybody has never heard of it i'm sure people have it's the here's johnny with jack nicholson axe murdering a door to like come in and like you know fuck with his wife and everything he went crazy but so it was directed by stanley kubrick based on the best-selling novel by Stephen King. Um, The flick sees aspiring writer and recovering alcoholic Jack Torrance, played by Jack Nicholson, take his wife Wendy, played by Shelley Duvall, and their son Danny, played by Danny Lloyd, to Colorado's secluded Overlook Hotel for the winter to work as an off-season caretaker and hopefully write his novel. As the days go by and the winter becomes worse, however... Danny begins to see vivid apparitions of the hotel's horrific past, and Jack begins to lose his sanity, putting his family in danger. So, a little brief synopsis for you there about what the movie's all about. Yeah, that was pretty, like, comprehensive. Yeah, it was just all tight-knit little pouch. So, like, mine are longer. I (laughs) I could not define the details. I'll, like, quickly read them. Anyways, continue. Okay, yeah, so, um, based off of the Stanley, because Stephen King, like, drove basically all night and then ended up at the stanley in colorado in estes park and um him and his wife ended up staying there in the winter which is their off season so they had like a skeleton crew so the hotel was basically empty and they had it all to themselves so um it was built the stanley hotel was built in 1909 by fo stanley and it has get this 420 rooms Oh, really? 420? Yeah, so I can blaze it. <laughs> he didn't even know at that time weed was going to be, like, the first legal state in Colorado. I know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Colorado. <laughs> like, in 1909. Mm-hmm. But he built it with exactly 420 rooms, which I thought was fucking hilarious. <laughs> Interesting. Um. So, Stephen King and his wife checked in in the fall of 1974. Oh, sorry. It wasn't in the winter. It was the fall. But okay. the hotel was closing for the winter, like I already said, and they checked into room 217. It was a presidential suite. And he had a nightmare that his son was being chased down long corridors by, a, like, a cursed or a possessed fire hose. Oh, what? Yeah, that was, like, what inspired the book, which I thought was, like, fucking what? 
that's <laughs> like interesting a fire hose so i guess it's like the water that goes yeah but hallways. you know there's like that that scene in the movie where like jack or danny lloyd is like running down a long quarter of a hallway but he's being chased by i think those twins yeah so that was like kind of i guess a tie to what was in the book yeah or i don't know exactly how king wrote it in his novel either yeah I've, ne- read the novel. yeah I've never read it either um so this place has been spiritually active since 1940 the stanley hotel and there's been apparitions of mr stanley at the front desk um people have reported seeing shadowy figures eerie laughter flickering lights and jim carrey actually stayed in room 217 when he was filming in 1994 dumb and dumber and he ended up like fleeing out of the room in the middle of the night and never went back to the stanley oh really yeah so he doesn't even talk about it he won't go back mm-hmm. and that's like jim fucking carrey yeah i feel like he's probably like he's probably like well versed like in... if something was spooky yeah plus he's like <laughs> yeah okay interesting yeah oh and another thing is the the movie wasn't shot at this hotel no 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 so the movie wasn't shot here it was shot in um the timberland law timberline lodge in oregon yeah like and that was just like one of the shots but most of the movie was actually shot in london oh okay like the sets were built in london okay so yeah i didn't know that either but they use like the outside shot and like some of the shots for the movie of the timberline lodge yeah which is also reportedly like kind of haunted but Mm -hmm. we don't know for sure like what all it entails i couldn't find much information so i think it's like a few things here and there happen but nothing like substantial yeah both very beautiful hotels yeah and the stanley just to note when i was doing my research nobody's died really at the stanley really but people have been horrifically injured and near death but like spirit experts believe that they come back to the stanley because they loved it so much there oh okay so it's like where their spirit like got caught up yeah so um the production on the shining was supposed to last 17 weeks but it ended up running almost a year due to stanley kubrick because he's a fucking asshole He's a fucking insane dude. He um, directed Clockwork Orange, too, which I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Clockwork Orange. I haven't. It's fucking insane. Is it? (laughs) Yeah. And, like, in Clockwork Orange, one of the actors, like, ended up going, like, I think permanently blind in one eye. Really? Yeah, because of what Kubrick did. Like, he wanted to make the movie so realistic. Oh, yeah. But, like, took it too far. Like, do anything for the shot. Yeah. So, and that's what he's doing time and time again in this movie it really shows because he like abused everybody in the film okay that's why i'm saying it's cursed is basically because of stanley himself because <laughs> of his negative energy yeah he cursed it um so there's a scene between danny and the hotel's head chef um dick halloran who plays scatman crothers so about um their psychic powers they like that's the conversation they had was about their psychic powers and it took 148 takes and it is in the Guinness Book of World Records for most rete- retakes in one scene of dialogue. Really? Like, to this day. Yeah. They, imagine having to do a scene 148 fucking times of imagine, saying the same goddamn thing. Yeah, the negative energy that's happening there. You're frustrated, you're probably tired, and you have to do the same shot that many times. And you have to do more that day. Yeah. Like, they literally probably spent at least one, two days, maybe... I don't even know, whole fucking week just doing this one take. Like, fucking ridiculous. And it's all because of Kubrick. He was like, no, like, do it again. Um, Like, it's not perfect. And he's, like, a super big perfectionist, and especially in horror films. Which leads me into Shelley Duvall. He fucked her up, like, 
she doesn't even act anymore because mm-hmm. she got so fucked up from The Shining. Which she's the same girl that played like Olive Oil and Popeye, right? And stuff yeah. like that. So mm-hmm. yeah. So okay. she like I don't know if she ended up acting like really that much after The Shining, but it affected her mental and physical health so much during the film um, that she just basically like had to take like several years to recuperate after what he did to her. And so um, there was a documentary that they did on The Shining, like making The Shining. Mm-hmm. It was filmed by Vivian, which is um, what's his name's wife, Stanley's wife. So um, there's like a scene where Duval like pulls out a hunk of her hair and gives it to Kubrick, like the director, and then he's like nonchalantly like tells her to prepare for the next take. Wait. So she pulled out her hair because she's going crazy or she's like, like she's so exhausted and like frustrated. She just pulled out her hair and just handed it to him. And then he was like, OK, get ready for the next take. Because at this point, they had done the take over and over and over again. And like her screams in the movie were genuine screams of like fear and frustration. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So fucked up. She's probably losing her hair, too, because of stress on top of that. Oh, yeah. I'm sure yeah. it was, like, not even hard to rip When she, out. like, was at the end of it, she looked so bad. You can go in and see pictures of her on Google. Before and after. Yeah. Of her. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Fucked up. Anyway, so um, uh, Stephen King, like, also said that he hated the way that Kubrick did the movie. He was like, I hated the script. I told him that from the beginning. And King actually wrote his own script, and Kubrick, like, refused to read it really he was like i'm not reading that what an ego even though he fucking wrote the book that this movie is based on i was about to say that what an (laughs) ego to to base a movie off of a novel and then tell the author like oh i'm not interested in that mine's mine's way better yeah just like fuck you (laughs) um so the most bizarre thing that happened during the filming this is like kind of on teetering on haunted Mm -hmm. um is that there was a massive fire that burned down multiple sets near the end of production and nobody ever caught found what actually caused the fire oh really and fire i find is like a common theme in these haunted sets like Mm -hmm. things just start burning the fuck down for no goddamn reason really yeah mine is lightning oh i have some with lightning too do you yeah okay lightning and fire seem to go hand in hand with these like haunted or like cursed movie sets yeah so yeah basically kubrick made the whole like thing of the shining like fucking horrible like Mm. he made everybody's experience horrible he made actors cast members like everybody hated him and you could fucking tell that's so unfortunate you know yeah because it's such a good movie but then whenever you watch it just knowing that everyone is so miserable oh yeah during the whole time and like jack nicholson in order to get him to like be more crazy he made jack nicholson hates fucking cheese sandwiches okay i don't know like i guess like not like a grilled cheese just like cheese on a sandwich i don't fucking blame the guy I say i'd hate that too. like a piece of american on two slices like fucking slices, slices of white bread or something oh no do not tell me he made him eat only cheese yeah. sandwiches the whole time he wanted him to go crazy in a way that like i guess could only be triggered by him eating something that he hated every fucking day oh no jack nicholson by the end of it was like fuck that guy i'm never doing another movie with him Did, <laughs> yeah and you know i've actually seen uh behind the scenes of that movie of course it doesn't mention all this terrible stuff um mm-hmm. but i just remember a scene of jack nicholson in his hotel room like getting ready and he's kind of like you can tell that he's just not fucking ready for it that day oh yeah 
like exhausted and jack nicholson from what i hear from like or from what i read like on other directors is like a pleasure to work with and like one of the best actors that they've ever worked with but he does not want to work with fucking stanley kubrick if that tells you anything about the fucking guy yeah so he's just a piece of shit that made the movie kind of a living hell and kind of like cursed it altogether and like they literally hold a guinness book of world records for the fucking guy so like you know yeah i mean i mean if you're bringing in negative energy every single day making everyone miserable around you things are bound to happen oh yeah 100 percent. so that is the shining in mm-hmm. a nutshell and why it is cursed mm-hmm. and it's just stanley fucking kubrick kubrick however the fuck you say that <laughs> nobody cares about stanley nah fuck your name unless it's the stanley <laughs> hotel i want to go there so bad Oh, yeah. It's kind of ironic that his name was Stanley Kubrick and it's the Stanley, Stanley Hotel. Hotel. Yeah, I didn't even put that together I know, and, just now. And all the actors, like, we're not all of them. Some of the actors, their name is, their first name is their actual first name. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I saw that. Yeah. They like Danny Lloyd. Yeah. But Danny was like a kid. He didn't even know he was fucking filming a horror movie. He was just chilling and... Yeah, they cut him, like, they covered his like eyes from all the horror movie parts and he would just come in and, like, run and he thought it was, like, a family drama oh no and then like when he got in his teens he finally saw the movie oh he also thought he was getting paid two (laughs) dollars really he was seven years old i mean like he was a kid but i think it's funny yeah he was like i'm just gonna hang out in this he's like i think i'm gonna be able to get a new toy that's crazy i mean it's good though that they did that you know and didn't so that he's not like traumatized yeah for (laughs) sure because he was seven like imagine seeing the shining at seven years old yeah and then knowing you're a part of that yeah, I was about to say, being a part of... Like, his imagination could have run rampant. Yeah, blood hallways. Yeah. Okay, well, I guess I can get into my my first movie. Yeah. Rosemary's Baby is the movie that I covered. Um, It's a pretty... I, I think it's pretty well known that it is cursed, but it was like... Yeah. The, I don't know, gateway movie. It was in the 60s. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of a gateway movie to, like, demon kids and, like, demon things. Yeah, I've never even seen or heard of Rosemary's Baby, so. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I've heard of it. Um, I've just never I just it. saw that it was, like, a cursed film. Like, it was one of the more popular ones, like, up mm-hmm. there with Poltergeist. Well, some crazy stuff. But the reason it's so well-known, I'll get into it, and okay. it'll make sense. Um, I did want to put a trigger warning here, though, before I am going to talk about sexual assault and suicide. And I'll also say trigger warning before I mention it. Yeah, so you can, um, like, skip, like, a good, like, maybe three minutes ahead. Yeah, yeah, just, you know, skip forward a little bit yeah. and when I say that. Okay, so Rosemary's Baby is a film adaptation of Ira, I don't know if it's Levin's or Levin's, I'm going to say Levin's, mm-hmm. of Ira Levin's 1967 novel, um, and it was directed by Roman Polanski. That's actually Sharon Tate's husband. Um, Who's Sharon Tate? Christina. <laughs> Sharon Tate, the actress that was pregnant that got killed by the Manson family. Oh, right, 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 right. Sharon Tate. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Rings a bell now. Yes, so Roman Polanski is is the director, and it's also Sharon Tate's husband. He was her husband at the time of her death. Oh, okay. Right. So, um... That's cursed. (laughs) Already. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's why it's more well-known. I'll get into it. Uh, Synopsis, I'll try to go fast. I think Christina's was more comprehensive than mine, (laughs) but... It's all right. Yeah. Just go for it. So the movie was set, uh, starts off set in New York um, with husband Rosemary Woodhouse, who's played by Mia Farrow, and Guy Woodhouse, who's played by John Ca- uh, Casavitas. So they rent a pa- uh, an apartment in Manhattan, um, and it actually has a pretty dark 
past full of like cannibal killers and satanists and witches like a, a grab bag if you will <laughs> what did you say last time a magician's hat magician's hat <laughs> a pentagram a pentagon yeah a pentagon <laughs> so a grab bag of all of the things you probably wouldn't want like a good old starter kit for a nope to moving in somewhere mm-hmm. uh, and the landlord who is actually their friend tries to convince them not to move in but of course they do anyways um guy is a fairly successful actor and and in typical 60s fashion rosemary is just a dedicated housewife and she's basically they just frame her as like naive and lonely uh, classic yeah yeah classic <laughs> 60s type thing uh pretty quickly though rosemary makes a friend terry and she's uh, terry's a former addict and she was taken under the wing of an elderly and kind of eccentric couple named Roman and Minnie Castavet, uh, played by Sydney Blackmere and Ruth Gordon. And they also live in the same apartment. Uh, but unfortunately, Rosemary and Terry's friendship doesn't last long because, trigger warning, uh, Terry jumps from a window and completes suicide, her apartment window at this building. Um, Rosemary, uh, like some things go down and Rosemary starts to become suspicious that their new elderly friends, Minnie and Roman, are um, kind of like sketch. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, because Roman keeps insisting on speaking with Guy in private um, a lot, not around her, and all of a sudden, Guy's career takes a jump start, and his main rival goes blind. Interesting. So, so now all Guy cares about is his new career and being an actor and being in this play, but all of a sudden, he wants to have a baby, right? So he's like, okay. I'm busy with work. You can have a kid. Take care of the kid. But I really want a kid. So yeah. they, plan- they planned baby night to conceive their child which is weird right okay <laughs> because i mean yeah right because like you know on a sex schedule yeah because you know typically it's like okay we're gonna start tonight but you're not like you're getting pregnant tonight but he says that to her right so Ew. Okay. so they have some chocolate mousse rosemary says it tastes weird and she passes out right oh god and she has this awful dream that she's surrounded by the castavets and and a bunch of other people from the apartment as well as guy her husband um trigger warning she's raped by something that's not really human it, basically she's raped by the devil right mm, mm-hmm. and she wakes up the next morning she's all like covered in scratches and she's sore and she asks guy like what happened last night and he was like oh sorry i didn't want to miss out on baby night so i just like had sex with you while you were unconscious and like got a little, <laughs> got a little crazy uh, and she was fuck? like okay babe like that's fine that reminds me though you did you watch american horror story no well i watched a couple of seasons i don't remember which one i okay, stopped on season one okay yeah, literally vivian the character she ends up like taking these pills that the doctor prescribes her and then yep. it's all blurry and then he puts on like this latex suit and like rapes her but mm. it's actually ghosts and then she has like the antichrist yes yeah i remember I okay remember now. so but apparently you know like a uh, baby you know baby night was successful and rosemary's pregnant she's super excited about it right and okay. she's just like totally forgets about her you know the fact on- that she got yeah her quote-unquote dream right okay um so now roman and minnie the, the older couple and all the others in the apartment start to show a lot of interest in rosemary and her pregnancy they're telling her to take all these drinks and these herbs and everything and they're like super overly helpful right with her with her pregnancy um and meanwhile rosemary's feeling like really negative energy not feeling good during her first trimester okay um then eventually some things start to unravel rosemary starts to suspect roman and minnie and all of their two helpful friends as being satan worshipers um, and as her due date nears, mm. she starts to think that Guy is also involved with him. Guy, her husband. Um, and that he wants to sacrifice their child to further his career, his acting career, right? Okay. A stand-up husband. Uh, then one day... stand-up husband. Yeah, What really. a guy. I know. What a, what guy. a guy. What a great guy, Guy. <laughs> and then uh. one day, Rosemary is attacked by Guy and this awful doctor that she's been seeing throughout the movie, not really important enough to mention. 
and then she's sedated and she wakes up and guy tells her that she had a baby but the baby died while she gave birth um but eventually start she starts to hear crying through the walls because you know they're in the same apartment she finds out that the cat the cast of it took her baby and they plan to sacrifice it in one of their rituals and then again mm. eventually guy tells her that he did make an agreement with the coven which is the cast of it's and all the people in the apartment basically right. and allowed them to impregnate her with the devil's baby to further his acting career and the movie ends with rosemary singing to the baby and like rocking it next that's year. where the fucking movie ends yeah that's Anne. <laughs> did they ever make rosemary's baby too the revenge of rosemary's baby <laughs> i don't think imagine the baby just comes out a fucking warrior i know slices all their throats i know i don't think so i don't think that it was based on a book so i oh okay well i mean fuck okay mm-hmm. shit mm-hmm. that was just abrupt yeah like and kind of dumb yeah. like the ending yeah and i don't know if i mentioned <laughs> the book is in the book the novel was written in 1967 and the movie was premiered in like 1968 damn that was a quick flick right yeah it happened uh really quick after the movie was uh published or after the book was published so Oof, anyway okay. so yeah so that's rosemary's baby um cursed movie yeah it's super cursed so <laughs> <laughs> it's very cursed i don't know if it, i don't know if which one is more this one or my next one i'm going to talk about they're both kind of cursed there there's not too much haunted activity happening but uh let's get into roman polanski i think that's the biggest thing that's why it's so well known okay. um so Roman Polanski, like I said before, was the director, and he is also the husband of Sharon Tate at the time she passed away. Um, like I said before, Rose, uh, Sharon Tate was brutally murdered by the Manson family, as I'm sure a lot of people know about. We may cover that one day. Um, and Roman actually wanted to cast Sharon for Rosemary instead of Mia Farrow, uh, but he lost the battle and Mia Farrow was casted, and Tate was just kind of, she did make it in as like an unnamed background character. Okay. Um, so she was on the movie, if we want to go down that road. Okay. She was on set, if the set's cursed. Um, and then after the death of Sharon and their unborn son. Was she pregnant while she was on set? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, she must have been, because I think it was, like, right after. Maybe not, though. She may not have been. Okay. Well, we'll look into that later. Because right. I think that'd be interesting if she was pregnant while on set and then also died. Yeah. Yeah. So well, after... pregnant. Yeah. She's just been pregnant for five years. <laughs> I know. I don't know. I don't know from... I don't know from shoot time to her death yeah yeah okay. so um after her death and the death of their unborn child um it says shortly what i read it says shortly after filming rosemary's baby is when she died okay so um basically roman polanski kind of fell into a tailspin of like addiction and crime um and one day while he was editing a french edition of vogue in 1977 he came across a 13 year old um whom he coaxed for posing for like a series of photo shoots i don't think it was like new i don't think it was like nude photo shoots but okay, he but still weird yeah but creepy uh, yeah but at one of these shoots um which actually took place at jack nicholson's house whoa full <laughs> circle oh and i'm gonna go fu- more full circle in a second <laughs> um polanski uh like fed her a bunch of pills and alcohol and um the 13 year old yeah uh-huh he and rosemary he's rosemaryed her yeah, and and trigger <laughs> trigger warning. Um, he sexually assaulted her multiple times that night. The thirteen year old. Oh fuck. Yeah. So uh, then he was found out, and then shortly thereafter, he was taken into custody, and he he only spent forty two days in jail. <laughs> well, of course he did. What is he a fucking rich white guy? Exactly. And uh, <laughs> and then he anyway he, he fled the country like France or something, and basically like has lived his life out as a convict, like avoiding prosecution. 
like the director and Sharon fucking joke yeah so um the next full circle thing john lennon was assassinated outside of the building where rosemary's baby was filmed so the apartment building that building in manhattan or new york or whatever um john that's the building he was killed outside of damn so yeah that building is called the dakota um it's one of the most famous buildings in new york due to not only rosemary's baby and but also john lennon's death on december 8th 1980 uh so the building was built in 1884 it was this it's kind of like a gothic style so it was perfect for rosemary's baby to like be the home of witches and things like that um and producer robert evan evans actually claims the whole time he was on set in that apartment building he just felt really eerie um so i mean it could have been haunted um it's pretty old so but yeah he said lots of negative energy so anything could be possible right so yeah he said that he felt just really off the whole time he shot there um lennon john lennon may not have had anything to do with rosemary's baby but he was friends with mia faro the the main character rosemary um and the manson family wrote their thing was helter skelter and like their thing their thing was like a lot of the beatles kind of thing right yeah and they wrote helter skelter on the wall of sharon tate's house in blood um and so full circle here um you know 11 years after sharon tate passed away the director polanski and all of that um happened then john lennon was killed outside of the same building the lead Whoa. singer of the Beatles. It's like they manifested it. Yeah, totally full circle, right? Wow. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that is insane. So another thing is the film's composer, like music composer, died just months after completing the work on the movie. Um, forgive me on this. Uh, his name is Christoph. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Comedam. He fell off a cliff in Los Angeles and he suffered a cerebral hemorrhage um, and he passed away after a bit after some time in the hospital he was just 38 and he wow. had barely finished rosemary's baby uh when that happened so a lot of death associated with the film like of the cast and crew yeah yeah and, and mia faro was served divorce papers on set uh <laughs> yeah she was married to frank sinatra uh when she was Damn. yeah when she was cast as rosemary uh, they had some complication they were doing the long distance thing not to mention frank sinatra was like a womanizer so Right. I'm sure that was part of it. Um, and yeah, he sent his lawyer to serve her divorce papers on set. Um, <laughs> That's kind of fucked up. He didn't even do it himself. He's like, all right. No, nah, it's like, you can't wait till after work. <laughs> 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 like, she's just in the middle of, like, fucking filming a horror film. Yeah. And they're like, <clears throat> Mia Farrow, is that you? Yeah. Here's your papers. Here's- You've been served. Yeah. <laughs> divorce. From Frank Sinatra, too. That sucks. Every time I think of serving... Like, even when we worked at the law firm, mm-hmm. I'm always thinking of Seth Rogen. Pineapple Express, he plays the server, and he, like, has all these, like, get-ups that he wears, and he's, like, smoking a jo- joint in front of, like, the house that he's about to go serve the people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, so. I'm just imagining Seth Rogen okay. <laughs> as the lawyer Seth serving Rogen. Mia Farrow on set. Yeah, not only that, but he's Frank Sinatra's lawyer. <laughs> That'd be so fucking funny. I know. Did the lawyer actually go themselves? Yeah, it served him. They Damn. served divorce papers, yeah. Well, well, they I didn't mean, email it. They didn't have computers. <laughs> it's the they send it via pigeon. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, anyways, go ahead. So anyway, for her being the main character, I think she got off pretty light for the curse. I mean, she just got divorced. She did get divorced by Frank Sinatra, so that sucks. But, you know. Imagine um, being married to fucking Frankie. 
Yeah, I know. Frankie. Man. I like, I know him. Like, my, my <laughs> boy Franco. Yeah, just my boy Sinatra. <laughs> <laughs> my boy Frankson. We always yeah. go mm. to the hall on the weekends. Mm-hmm. All right, anyways. <laughs> so, okay. Off topic. Yeah. Producer William Castle also had kidney failure. Um, so, after the film was released, in the middle of Castle getting a ton of hate mail, he had tons of hate mail. Um, and like death threats and different things like a really stressful time for him like he couldn't leave his house um because it was such like a taboo movie for its time oh Um, rosemary's baby yeah oh okay so so after yeah so after his release he's getting a ton of hate mail and then all of a sudden he was hit with really bad kidney stones um and it led to kind of to kidney failure which he he pulled through but barely Mm -hmm. um in Castle's autobiography, he claimed that during the surgery that he had for his kidneys, he began to hallucinate scenes of the film. Um, and he, like, screamed out a bunch of stuff and just, like, random... What the fuck? Yeah. And and he actually ended up being, like, frightened of that movie. Like, he wouldn't watch it. He didn't really want to talk about it. Well, um, I mean, if I would had received so much hate mail over mm-hmm. so long about a movie that I... He was the director, right? Mm-hmm. He's a producer. Oh, producer that I had produced. I would like fucking hate the movie too, just mm-hmm. for that reason alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah. So he actually feared it, and then after he recovered, um, he actually never made it to Hollywood again after that movie. He never went back. So, um, that's unfortunate. That was like honestly, his... I don't fucking blame the guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he just didn't have anything successful after that. Um, I don't know if he just didn't try or if he just didn't want to. Yeah. He didn't want to deal with being canceled again. Mm-hmm. And then I <laughs> cancel culture in the sixties. Yeah, yeah. They were like, "How dare you?" They're writing hate messages. They can't write. Type yeah, they, angry, oh yeah, angry they sent, tweets. They, they were sent just him like letters. Yeah, scribbling angrily. He was receiving mail in his home. Yeah, they're all paying for postage to fucking write a hate mail. Nowadays, you just at them on Twitter. I know it's for so much, free. Yeah, so much easier to like yeah. hate on people and cancel people. Oh yeah, for sure. Anyways, and then last thing, last note here for uh, Rosemary's Baby, Ira Levins, the author of the book, um, his life fell apart basically after writing this book too. Um, so it's kind of interesting. It's like, is the curse, is the book cursed or is the movie cursed? Yeah. Very interesting. Uh, yeah. So the year that the film was released, his wife left him um, and he started receiving strikes, like targeted strikes from the Catholic Church because of it being such a weird like devil's baby type thing um, yeah people were weird about that shit back in the day yeah and i think rosemary in the book was like devout catholic or something like that and, mm. yeah so despite claiming that he never believed in witches or satanism he said that he had become terrified as he grew older just in general he was just like super paranoid and anxious and like just lived a really shitty life basically because yeah. of his book um and that's that so damn yeah that's rosemary's baby well, definitely fucking curse. Mm, yeah, and the full <laughs> the full circle thing with with Helter Skelter. Yeah, Polanski, and then Tate, and then Helter Skelter, and then the Manson family, and then Lennon dying. Yeah, full circle. L- little too creepy. Yeah, it, it's kind of like it can't be a coincidence. Yeah, well, that's how a lot of these are. You're like, okay, what are the fucking odds? Exactly of that shit happening. Oh yeah. All right, so getting into kind of along the same lines the exorcism is the next one i did it only had a a movie budget of 12 million Mm dollars which it was filmed in the 1970s so 12 million dollars was not a whole lot for a film to be made of the caliber that the exorcism was being made yeah and the popularity it had yeah so warner brothers brothers (laughs) 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 warner brothers made a shit ton of fucking movie or movie money off of this film Mm -hmm. one of the most profitable horror movies ever made this tale of 
Um, an exorcism is based loosely on actual events. So take it with a grain of salt is what that means. Yeah. Um, when young when young Reagan, played by Linda Blair, starts acting odd, levitating, speaking in tongues, her mo- worried mother, played by Evelyn Burstyn, seeks medical help only to hit a dead end. A local priest, played by Jason Miller, however, thinks the girl may be seized by the devil. The priest makes a re- request to perform an exorcism, and the church sends in an expert, played by Max von si- Sido? Sidow? Sidow, I think. Mm-hmm. Forgive me for that. To help with the difficult job. Based on a true story of the exorcism of... Um, the pseudonym name that they used for it is Richard Doe or Roland Doe, sorry. Roland Doe. Yeah. Okay. So they didn't use their actual name. Okay. Yeah. So it was. Ba- I don't know if it caught that. We keep cutting out. But so it, the <clears throat> movie was the movie was uh, based off of a boy. Yeah, of okay. a of a young boy. But the movie is played like by right. The I, possessed person was a boy in real life. Okay. Yeah, I didn't that know they that they based the events off of, and they use a pseudonym name of Roland Doe. Okay. So. I, I thought that it was based off of a girl. No, based off of a boy. Okay. He was like 14, I think. Oh, man, that's unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, um, and loosely based, because you know the exorcism is like fucking like... Way over-dramatized. It's like head spinning, green vomit, you know, the whole what? nine. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> okay. So, the exorcism was quite cursed in the same way that yours was. Mm-hmm. There was nine deaths that happened to the cast and crew member's family during filming. Oh, jeez. And like cast and crew members themselves, too. Not just their family, but... Uh, a cameraman's baby was born still like mm-hmm. stillborn baby um while filming and it was like completely unexpected like they were on their way to a healthy pregnancy like did everything right baby came out stillborn and then a security guard died that worked on the set and linda blair's the one who played the possessed girl her grandfather died while filming oh no yeah so lots of deaths and then also um a notable death was jack mcgrowan who i think was like uh i think he played like a priest or something to that effect um he died one week after the film's released and his character also died in the film really yeah so he died like (laughs) one week movie time and then the next week he actually died in real life that's crazy the the movie was like all right i'm done with you i'm done yeah your your scenes are over so (laughs) so you're over that's it and that's all you're gonna do um so and max von sadow um who played father marin who is like one of the people trying to exercise um reagan in the movie um his brother died unexpectedly um right when he landed to film like he got off the airplane and got the news that his brother died unexpectedly like first first day filming yeah and so after that he kind of like took a toll like because he was obviously very depressed that his brother passed away and then he got very ill so most of the movie while he's filming he's very sick oh wow yeah so um and then this is still more death stuff (laughs) yeah most of mine are too um jason miller who i said played father uh caris you know one of the a lo- the local priest right um his son who was very young at the time was hit by a motorcyclist and almost died during the film too like while filming Jeez. like on a california beach. so these people it's a it's like a really crazy movie but then they're also just like tragedy after tragedy yeah in, in their personal life yeah that must have been so <laughs> hard and it's like I don't know if you noticed, but most of these, like, um, Jack McGowan, Gowran, he plays, I, I'm pretty sure he plays a priest. So does Max von Sydow, and then so does Jason Miller. They're all priests. And, like, they kind of get hit the hardest, other than Linda Blair, who plays the actual possessed one who her grandfather died. 
I don't know if I realize. I don't know if I put all of that together. Yeah. So all of like the people who were associated with kind of the good side of things during the movie, mm-hmm. they are the ones having terrible things happen to them in real life. Wow. Which is kind of insane. Yeah. Um, and then the woman who voiced the demon, because obviously, like Linda Blair, being mm-hmm. as young as she was, wasn't voicing that fucking the demon. demon. Yeah. So um, she like smoked cigarettes and drank alcohol and did all the shit to make her voice that way. She like broke her sobriety because she was an addict for a long time. She broke her sobriety for this fucking film. No. Which I'm like, don't do that in a demon cursey film when you're playing the demon. Girl, you must have been <laughs> getting paid like a lot of money. Yeah. So during filming also... Um, her son ended the life of his wife children and himself oh so murder suicide yeah his whole family yeah dang yeah that's crazy so that happened the woman who voiced the demon her son did all that i yeah oh holy cow yeah so that's a lot of like kind of the death and tragedy (laughs) that's crazy and she's like also her sobriety her sobriety is gone so she's now dealing with that yeah now she's dealing with grief like i'm pretty sure like she did not have a great life after that but i didn't do too much research into her because right. there was so much going on right okay so when the film premiered in rome which this one i find like fucking like what mm-hmm. um when it premiered in rome which you know is where like the the vatican is located it's like where kind of the catholic religion originates from mm-hmm. and who does like you know the exorcisms and stuff um, the lightning struck a 400-year-old cra- cross atop a nearby church. Like, the nearest church to the film, lightning struck a cross. No. Yeah. This- while it was premiering. While it was premiering. While it was premiering. Did anything <laughs> happen to the cross? Like, was it fine? Or it just got I think struck? It, I think it got burned. Yeah. But, like, other than that, I think it was fine. But what? the fact that lightning struck it is, like, lightning strikes are so fucking rare. Right. And it wasn't like lightning was striking this cross every other weekend. It was like they had never really seen that before. And then while the premiere uh, was going on. Yeah, <laughs> on a 400-year-old cross. Yeah. And it's like, hmm, that's never happened. Yeah, so fucking insane. That's crazy. Um, the other thing that I have is that, um, again, with the fire, mm-hmm. you know, fire and lightning go hand in hand, I guess, in these haunted sets. Uh-huh. Um, so the set randomly caught fire, burning a majority of the set to the ground, and only one room wasn't burnt really and that was reagan's room the room where they shot like her yeah the exorcism and everything and all of that Mm -hmm. what yeah and it was like completely untouched no and everything else had burned down around it (laughs) terrifying um and the fire shut down filming for like six weeks okay i just thought it was kind of strange that it was six weeks because you know yeah devil's numbers six six yeah anyways okay so um in post-production the director himself said this there were strange images and visions that showed up on the film that were never planned said william feidkin and there are double exposures in the little girl's face at the end of one reel that are unbelievable is what he said okay so so double okay that's terrifying yeah and so he's i don't think the film or the footage has ever been released or anything i think they just kind of like breezed on from it it, yeah yeah so that was all in post-production so yeah that was kind of like everything with the exorcism that went fucking wrong (laughs) and that was cursed it's so crazy and i found like a lot of movies that have to do with exorcisms and like Mm -hmm. satan and everything Mm -hmm. those are the movies that have the most cursed things going on yeah yeah so well yeah i mean rosemary's baby with the devil the only one really is the shining yeah because my next one is gonna have to do with devil as well yeah so that's kind of fucking like 
weird yeah it's like is that a coincidence or do we just focus on that because that's what the movie is about yeah you know does it just get more attention because of that yeah i don't know you know it's crazy because the exorcist was so popular like i remember my mom saying specifically you know the standards and movies were so different then and she would always oh, say yeah. specifically the exorcist was so terrifying oh yeah to us now if you watch it it's super cheesy yeah but like back then that was the shit for scary movies oh yeah i mean like cgi wasn't with it obviously it was like it was like 1973 when this movie came out yeah so like obviously they didn't have all the technology that we have today yeah but that was top of the line yeah another little note just while we're on the topic of like exorcism movies the exorcism of emily rose um jennifer carpenter played emily rose in the movie and she was awoken three nights in a row at 3 a.m to um the same part playing over and over again of i am alive by pearl jam really yeah like it would and it would just play the same part of that over and over and over again and she was like thoroughly freaked out god it turned off my radio <laughs> well it's like one of those i think hotel like alarm clock radios oh and it turn on but yeah. i mean still i'd be unplugging that shit Bro, i was about to say i'd be unplugging <laughs> it whatever it was playing that music i'd turn it off unplug that uh-uh yeah so. and then watch it like it just play anyway without it being plugged in Bro. i would probably maybe i'd just leave it plugged in then that just way so I, have- I would have like the explanation like, oh yeah that's just it. plugged in <laughs> yeah it's just you know it's just a, it's just a little alarm clock no big deal yeah so that's crazy so okay so, so that's the exorcist on. yeah that's so, the exorcism movies in a nutshell yeah what you got um, the next movie i have is the omen um so right around oh, the right. same time yeah um e- equal cheesiness uh you know i think it's in when the did it come out 1976 okay yeah this one was i think in 74 so like two years of one another yeah yeah uh so equal cheesiness around the same time a good old 70s horror movie was the omen and that's not to be confused there's a 2006 version of the omen also it's just a remake uh this movie was directed by richard donner and it actually has a lot of similarities and takes a lot of and it did it did take a lot of inspiration from rosemary's baby um and i'll get into that so which I didn't realize until I started doing the research on The Omen. I was like, oh, there's a lot of similarities here. Um, I feel like kind of all Satanistic exorcist movies, like all of those, like kind of follow the same guidelines. Right, right. Well, this one's very specific. Yeah, like okay. With, yeah, I'll get to it. Uh, so the movie starts in Rome with an American diplomat, Robert Thorne, who's played by Gregory Peck, um, hurrying to a local hospital where his pregnant wife, Lee Thorne, who's played by Lee Remick, um, is going into labor. When he gets to the hospital, he's informed that the child uh, was stillbirth. So um, the priest then offers him to adopt a baby boy that was just born at the same time and has no parents. Uh, Robert's reluctant to do so, but he knows his wife will be devastated by the news of the death of her baby. So he goes ahead and agrees. And he doesn't tell his wife. Mm-hmm. He just is like, here's your baby boy, you know. Okay. Um, and that baby boy is named Damien, who's played by Harvey Stevens. Skip forward, it's Damien's birthday. It's his fifth birthday. And the family, trigger warning, the family's nanny hangs herself uh, in front oh, of everyone, right. like on their balcony. The party's outside, she hangs herself. She's like, hey, Damien, this is for you. And she jumps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Well, I mean, I guess he's a demon child, so. Yeah, he, he was loving he it. He was like, that's the best birthday gift that anybody got me. Basking in it like fuck these tonka trucks yeah that's what i'm talking about yeah exactly <laughs> and that nanny is replaced by like this crazy lady who's basically trying to like 
anyway the nanny is replaced by a crazy nanny i'll get to that in a bit okay um then the thorns try to take damien to a church one day to church just like a regular sunday uh and he has this violent reaction the closer and closer they get to the church um they just pull away hardly and they're like maybe he needs to be examined by a doctor like what if something's wrong and then they realize like oh this kid's actually never been sick a day in his life uh so that's cool robert robert the dad is visited by a priest named father brennan uh played by patrick throton Throughton, Throughton. Uh, and this priest claimed to have been present during Damien's birth in Rome five years ago. Uh, he begs Robert to accept Christ because that's the only way they can fight the son of the devil. Okay. Uh, and then this this priest like pops up several times throughout the movie, like basically saying the same thing, like mm-hmm. your wife's in danger, fight the son of the devil, dedicate to Christ. Um. Then weird things just continue to happen. Uh, the thorns try to take Damien to the zoo one time, and like various animals react with like fear and anger toward him, and then it like climaxes with this like baboons attacking the car they're in, uh, which I'll get to in a bit. There's oh, a reason what the I fuck? yeah. There's a reason I mentioned baboons. And we'll okay. get to that. It ties in. Um, anyway, the priest that kept bothering Roberts killed in a sudden rainstorm. He's like impelled by a church spire in this freak accident. And then Damien pushes his mom over a banister, injuring her and killing her unborn baby. She was pregnant. Um, and then eventually his mom is, like, killed outright by the crazy replacement nanny I told you about. Oh, yeah, The right. nanny pushes her right out the window. Um, <laughs> right out the window. Yeah. So just crazy things left and right are happening. Uh, then Robert goes to Italy. He was, in, he was, like, advised to do so by that priest before he died. He goes to Italy. They, he goes to a local cemetery and he finds the shrine, this old shrine de- dedicated to a devil god tecula um robert realizes that his baby was murdered and then they swap places so they give him damien okay Um, they so they kill his baby give him damien who's the son of the devil so once robert finds out that his wife is dead damien's a demon he like wants to kill damien uh yeah he just wants him dead right okay so robert comes back home and he takes damien and he tries to kill him on an altar of a church but he sped to the church so a cop is chasing him there and the cop shoots him. Before shoots he, the father. Before yeah. he can kill Damien. Before he can kill Damien. He doesn't kill... Dumbass cop. Yeah. He, he doesn't even know. Yeah, I know. He doesn't kill the dad. The cop doesn't. But he shoots him. So he's not able to kill Damien. Oh, okay. He didn't kill him. Right. Just but, severely injured. Uh-huh. But okay. the movie ends, basically, with Damien is now adopted by Robert's brother, the dad's brother. Robert's brother is the president of the United States. And then the movie oh, shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> and the movie ends with like Damien slowly looking over in the camera and smiling. While he presses the nuke button. Yeah, dude. Yeah, now his new adopted He's dad like, now is now I've got daddy's nuke. Yeah. Oh yeah, now I've got lots of power. And that's the end. Well, fuck that. So that's so man. Stupid. Sounds nice. And like cheesy. stupid ending. Like, oh yeah come on they well really... i mean these are all cheesy horror films oh it's bad they're all old and yeah so all 1970s like horror films aren't obviously on par with what we have today or storylines weren't like amazing oh so, yeah 100 percent. yeah okay so we'll get into the curse so this one again is not haunted um but just cursed yeah okay. yeah just cursed um so gregory peck is the actor that played the dad, Robert. In June 1975, just two months prior to filming The Omen, Gregory Peck's son, uh, trigger warning, shot and killed himself. Um, So then, while flying to London in September the same year, 
Peck's plane was struck by lightning. Then a few weeks later, executive producer Mace Neufeld, um, his plane was also struck by lightning. (laughs) It's Um, the lightning strikes that get me, because you know how fucking rare it is for lightning to strike shit? mm Mm-hmm. I know. I know. And, yeah, both of them, their planes were. Uh, And, and, and Neufeld, or, yeah, Neufled, Neufeld, (laughs) whatever, (laughs) um, had had an encounter where he dubbed was more than coincidental um when he peck and others planned to dine out at a restaurant one one evening uh but the before the group could get there the building was destroyed in a violent explosion (laughs) excuse me yeah (laughs) i didn't know where you were going with that (laughs) it got exploded it got (laughs) exploded yeah got exploded (laughs) yeah then when Newfeld and his wife checked out early from a hotel in London. Um, it was just a short time after they left that that was also leveled by yet another explosion. What the fuck? Yeah. Um, there, I think there was some kind of explanation to this. There was something happening in London at that time. Okay. Um, that's why there were so many explosions. But Okay. Not to mention, it's just twice, though, that... Like, places they were supposed to go or got that exploded. Or just been... <laughs> got exploded exploded. um anyways then after that producer harvey uh bernhard narrowly escaped being struck by lightning while flying to rome um how did he narrowly escape like his pilot like did an evasive maneuver um, or something no i think that he like almost got onto that plane and didn't oh okay gotcha yeah but that plane did get struck by lightning yeah interesting yeah uh bernhard actually carried a cross with him on set the entire time while filming um and he was quoted saying that the devil was at work um and didn't want that film made okay yeah so apparently he wasn't like a really religious guy but he carried a cross around with him that whole time um yeah and this is where the baboons come in (laughs) okay (laughs) so the animal handler that was that helped with the crazy baboon scene um was actually mauled and killed by a tiger shortly after shooting wrapped damn yeah yeah, so someone that works with those kinds of animals all the time, and he was killed. And then special effects artist John Richardson, who helped with, like, this infamous decapitation scene that happens in the movie, um, was in a car crash during post-production on Friday the 13th. He was in a car <laughs> crash. He survived the car crash. Um, it was a head-on collision, but it beheaded his passenger. I can't, I don't know if it's it was his wife or assistant. Um, I saw both. But it beheaded her, which was eerily similar to the scene that he, that they both worked on in the in the movie, where being decapitated. Damn. In a, I think a car crash. Um, Some things are just too coincidental in mm. these that I'm like, okay, what the fuck, dog? Yeah, yeah, I know. There's and, definitely something going on here. I know. And Richard reportedly saw a road sign near the accident, so he got out. He saw the road sign. They were uh in a dot like that was showing the distance to a Dutch town. And it read, Omen, 66.6 kilometers. What the fuck? <laughs> so the town was called Omen. and Just so happened. He was just there and he up. looked up and the sign was there. Damn. And then he was like, dang, that's crazy. Uh, and then, last point here, a plane that was chartered by the film to basically have like all the crew on it um, got switched at the last minute. But that plane actually went down shortly after takeoff killing everyone on board 
Damn. Yeah. So the whole, basically the whole cast and crew was supposed to be on that plane. Um, and they ended switching time. That's fucked up. Yeah. They ended up switching times and, but it went down. See, it's all the Satan movies that really are mm-hmm. the ones that are mm-hmm. getting you. I know. So basically, if you were involved in the Omen of any sort, cast or crew, you did not want to go anywhere near planes. Nah, fuck that. Dude, planes get struck by lightning. I already planes. got anxiety when it comes to planes. I don't need yeah. I don't need that extra added shit to it. Tons of airplane bad luck happening on the omen and just overall, I mean, that's crazy. Yeah, that's fucking insane. But that's it. That's the omen. Damn. Well, on the same lines of lightning, I kinda got some other movies that uh went along with that too. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> this one's like kind of fucking like what the hell? Okay. <laughs> it's not a spooky movie. Let's hear it. Well, I mean it's not I mean, I don't know. Uh, the Passion of the Christ had yeah. some ominous shit happen on set, which I mean, it still has to do with like, I guess technically Satan and like God and all that. Mm-hmm. Religious movie. Yeah. Um. So, three lightning strike happened on set to people. Yeah, striking, um, Jim Caviezel who played Jesus. <gasps> it struck him while he was on the fucking cross, dog. No, he didn't. Yeah, you're fucking lying. No he's talked about it okay and then then, um the assistant director got struck fucking twice no did he survive yeah what are the odds like one of them i think it struck his like umbrella bro and then the second one struck him like actually struck him on the head no and then you know obviously with jim it struck him around the head while he was on the cross fucking insane right he had like burns and everything and also jim who played jesus like just had an awful fucking time during the movie and like um uh, because he took on the role of passion of the christ yeah directed by mill gibson um it was very like controversial like at the time and it kind of ruined his acting career yeah because no one could ever like cast jesus for nothing else so jim dislocated his shoulder while p- carrying the cross no yeah in the film like they make him carry the cross and i don't know i didn't do a synopsis for passion of the christ if you're really interested you can fucking google it yeah these are just quick facts yeah these are just like some weird ass things that i found along in my research that i was like okay this is too notable not to mention in the podcast right and then he actually endured whips during the lashing scene he was hit like three times by the guy who was whipping him and he like turned around and was like what the fuck he's like can you imagine jesus turning around and being like what what the the fuck (laughs) but can you imagine okay the first time you're like dude yeah well like it wasn't intentional it was like a malfunction with the whatever thing they used for whips right no i mean i imagine but oh yeah you know but the first time he was like all right i'll forgive it and then (laughs) two more times like he said it like knocked the breath out of him oh i can imagine yeah um and also while he was on the cross because it was like actually raining and very windy mm-hmm. whenever they shot that whole scene um he got a lung infection and pneumonia so like the same guy that got struck by lightning yeah jim bro I the one who quit. played jesus yeah i would quit i don't think i got paid a lot he was he was super religious so i think he was like he he pushed through i will endure role. i right. will endure for the art of the he film prob- yeah you know it's probably an experience an experience for him oh yeah um, another one I wanted to touch on uh, that was to do with kind of devilistic things, you know, Satan and stuff. 
The Conjuring. You know, this one's like very popular. Oh yeah. Um, if you haven't heard of The Conjuring and you're listening to this podcast, what are you doing? You're living under a rock, my guy. Yeah. My girl, my dude, <laughs> my them's, the, my days. <laughs> um, <laughs> Y'all need to get out and watch The Conjuring. Yeah. Uh, so Vera Farm Farminga, Farmiga, Farmiga. Uh, the is that the lady that plays Lorraine? Yes. Yeah. Um, I don't know how to say her fucking last name. I don't know either. um, She reported that she had three scratch marks on her thigh, like, a day after filming. Uh Um, And then when she went to open her computer screen, she had three claw marks across her computer screen. Across the screen? Across the screen. Like, deep ones that she had to get replaced. Damn. Yeah. And, like, on her thigh. Mm -hmm. And it's almost, I feel like that one was kind of like a warning yeah it was kind of it was like don't fuck with me you're on the screen like here i am on the screen here i am on you yeah and it was probably like you know kind of like a warning yeah you know like you're gonna be doing this movie i actually i thought i've read somewhere that like i didn't know what happened to her but i've i've read somewhere that a lot of crazy stuff has happened to her over Over the series of movies that she's been in playing lorraine and the conjuring is one of those that really fucking freaks me out yeah yeah it definitely does. Scary movies really have to be impactful. I can't just have a bunch of jump scares to actually be, to actually enjoy and be scared of it, you know? Yeah. And The Conjuring really just... I want ones that, like, psychologically fuck me up. Right. And I don't want the, like, oh my god, here's a scary thing. Mm-hmm, <laughs> here's exactly. a noise. Man. Be startled. Maybe that's something that we should cover because, like, the daughter of the... um perry's i think were was the family that lived in that uh, in real life lived in that house the yeah perry's. i think so i'm not sure what their name was but uh, yeah um they the daughter one of the daughters wrote a book and everything like that but um i think it's ma- mainly the fact that it's based off of a quote-unquote if we're taking what they said happened as fact right true story yeah but there is a youtuber named exploring with josh and yeah. he knows the people that own the house now, or maybe they sold it. Um, anyway, but they do like ghost hunting stuff. This that's why they bought that house. Um, and I don't know, like Josh did a couple of YouTube videos, literally trying to have evidence of paranormal activity, and I, he didn't catch like, hardly anything in either of those. Yeah. There was one door that, like, would open and close by itself, but it's an old-ass house, so you can assume that the floors are not level. Oh, yeah. Well, there was, like, a lot. Whenever I was researching, there was a lot of shit that happened with um, Ed and Lorraine Warren because they went so many places and they did so many, like... Right. You know, they fucked with so much shit. Mm-hmm. Like, That's not like- in a negative way, necessarily, right. but they did fuck with it, like, mm-hmm. you know, tried to capture it and all of that stuff, so... I feel like a lot followed them. The Warrens are like a whole other... Ep- we could do some episodes, if you guys would want, of like different Warren cases. Yeah. Um, or we could kind of like do a little synopsis of the Warrens Yeah, as like an episode. That may be a long one. That may have to be a couple parter, though. Yeah. <laughs> if we did it that way. But yeah, so um, that's our haunted slash cursed movie sets. Yeah. Yeah. If you guys know of anything else, let us know yeah um follow our reddit page we said we were gonna link it at the beginning but we fucking didn't again <laughs> oh my god <laughs> follow the reddit page r slash paranormal uniflora just how it's spelled here and you'll be able to find uh sources videos 
pictures, just links to everything that we're going to post here, and we'll post whenever we're going to, like, upload the podcast as well. Yeah, and we'll put the name of the Reddit page in the description of this episode. Yeah. And we want to say and, and encourage heavily, if you have any experiences or any thoughts, please add them to the subreddit page. We'd love to hear them. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know. Yeah, and I really just want to read your scary stories. Yeah. All so, about that spooky shit. Yeah, and then maybe maybe one day when we don't have two listeners, um, we can do <laughs> listener <laughs> listener stories uh, from our Reddit page. Yeah, for sure. We can read them off. Yeah, definitely. And mm-hmm. react to them. Uh, thanks for listening. Yeah, if that. you've made it this far, yeah. shouts out. Mm-hmm. Oh, also, just a little end on this. Shouts out to Bree, because mm-hmm. Bree is the one who uh, told me about a log once I looked up today oh really yeah that's something else i wanted to mention right fast about rosemary's baby i didn't know that that was a book until i was telling one of my coworkers uh, like a week ago or something i was gonna we were gonna do haunted movie movie sets cursed movie sets and one of them was gonna be rosemary's baby and she's like oh i i read that book while i was pregnant fuck what a what a read i know <laughs> so i didn't know it was a movie or a book until then but anyways, well shouts but, out your so coworker. Yeah. shouts out brie yeah nina out there shouts out to you <laughs> oh my gosh right. but anyway so uh i guess leave leave a, a review if you haven't you know and <laughs> like that bell comment subscribe follow <laughs> mom all right <laughs> okay mom. bye julie <laughs> all right bye